0: Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at Ticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven.
1: is the ticket water cooler here on 93.7 the ticket we're doing a split we're breaking off from on the block that's only from four to six now a ticket water cooler it's got its own show that's the plan anyway we'll see at least we got a, a nice impressive open uh, i don't know if we uh, if it really matters if it's its own show or not but at least i don't have to say the ticket water cooler on the block that's a it's a mouthful on 93.7 the ticket well, it's got its own
0: sponsor now, so it's got to be its own show, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sponsored by Coligan Water. Of course, uh, 93.7 the Tickets used it uh, for seven years, so uh, it's an excellent. excellent. I mean, I, I can't even imagine working at a place without a water cooler. That's why that's why we named the show after it, and uh, it's been delicious water the whole time. You've got your, your cup filled there, um, and uh, yeah, it's always a good deal, Coligan Water. Um, I don't have the number right in front of me. I see. i have pull it off right here. There it is. Call today at 402-251-2309 or go online to Coligan Lincoln.com. if you don't have a water cooler in your office you better get one in Colgan water are the people to do it like I said we know we've been there I've uh, been using it for seven years uh, it was a, a great weekend uh, overall of, of football in general people uh, have hyped it up as the best weekend of football maybe ever or in you know NFL playoff action all the games came down to the final kick, the final field goal, uh, except for the case of the best game of the weekend, Kansas City and the Chiefs, which needed a kick to get to overtime, and thus the argument ensues about the overtime rules, but still a, a great weekend of football, um, and we'll get to a lot of that today. 325 Matt Reynoldson, who used to intern here actually, will join the Ticket Water Cooler. He works uh, for CBS 5 in Green Bay, so he's been covering the team all year long. We'll ask him kind of what the feeling is, who gets the blame, is Aaron Rodgers out the door, all that stuff coming. Coming Off of the Packers' loss to the Forty Niners in the frigid snow there at Lambeau Field, and I, of course, we'll get to some Husker talk um, here because there's there's a lot of Kool Aid. I'm I'm trying to steer this ship. Uh, and and fuel it with Kool Aid this off season, but I, I'm being outdone. R.J. Young uh, of Fox jumped out and predicted the Rose Bowl. I saw the Heisman odds have Casey Thompson in like the top six or something like that. It's crazy. It's going too crazy now. I, my my the whole um the the slogan for the show, like I said for this off season, is cautiously optimistic. As soon as I said that. Somebody threw cautiously out the door, and it's overly optimistic, and the the Kool-Aid is flowing. Uh, I like it, uh, but I think we should probably settle it down just a bit. I mean, you give Kool-Aid an inch, and it takes a mile. (laughs) I guess so. Uh, I just can't imagine anybody um, putting Nebraska in the Rose Bowl at this point. Uh, My my Kool-Aid is trying to fuel it to a a bowl game, not the Rose Bowl, though. It's one of those
0: predictions that if it's wrong, you forget about it, but if it's right... Oh, you, yeah you just milk how you know you just milk it for as much as it's worth, like i'm r j young, I predicted Nebraska would make the Rose Bowl eight months ago look at look where we are now, yeah, I'm a genius, and so yeah.
1: And I would, I'd like to get RJ Young, but he doesn't have his DMs open. Open the DMs, RJ. Otherwise, uh, I'll just have to tweet at you like a normal person. I, I, I would
0: like to, if you could get him on, you need to ask him where his thought process is. Yeah.
1: I saw you kind of de- defended it, basically, the, the whole Harbaugh thing. worked for Harbaugh to cut. Um, but, I mean, Harbaugh, th- that argument about and, and it, what, what it is, again, I, I kind of stopped mid-sentence there, is that Harbaugh took a pay cut. He wasn't getting the job done well enough in Ann Arbor. And then, of course, this past year, uh, he turns it completely around and gets him to the college football playoff um but I mean there's quite a bit of difference between Harbaugh and Frost um just as far as what they've done uh in totality in college football but also let alone what they've done at those schools kind of where it was Harbaugh did have the falling off right he wasn't beating Ohio State he wasn't beating Michigan State those are big problems uh in of course Ann Arbor uh and but he did have top 15 teams for the most part and then of course had the fall off the, the COVID year um Nebraska has not had that. It hasn't beaten Ohio State. It hasn't beaten Michigan State. hasn't beaten Minnesota. It hasn't beaten Illinois. We know about all the problems, Wisconsin, Iowa, everybody. Um, so that comparison it works about only about as far as taking a pay cut to get an extra year.
0: Uh, Jesse on the text line says, Making the Rose Bowl isn't that far-fetched. All we have to do is win the West. But, I mean, that's assuming the Big Ten champion makes the college football playoff Mm -hmm. and that Nebraska has a rep has a resume that is deserving of a Rose Bowl appearance there's a chance that the second best team out of the east is more deserving for a Rose Bowl appearance than than Nebraska that's what happened this year if you're if you're seven and five and you win the west no one's gonna say that team should probably be in the Rose Bowl over a a two loss Ohio State or a two loss Michigan or Michigan State so I I It's gonna be it's gonna take a a very good season to get to the Rose Bowl. You have to be at ten wins. Ten and two. You have to be the
1: second best team in the Big Ten. It's not just winning the West. Ohio State got selected well over Iowa because they're a top ten team. Iowa by the end was a top twenty Twenty-five team, I think they finished twenty-second or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's not just going to be handed out to the Big Ten West champ. And then the other part of that is just have to win the Big Ten West. Well, sure, but th- you've been the worst team in the standings. I think they are probably um, better. Maybe even Northwestern was bad in the standings. I have to go back and look. But the last two years, you've been at the bottom of the standings. You're not beating anybody in the Big Ten West. I get it. You're close. All that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's quite a hill to climb. I'm not. I mean. To, ex- to expect this even it's certainly possible i mean college sports um sports in general you watch for the fun and the, and the ebbs and flows and and the you know uh, the unexpected to happen so i'm not saying it's not possible but it's certainly unexpected um to jump up that high and that's why my kool-aid can only go so far that's why <laughs> you know i keep going with the kool-aid to kind of get to that 7-5 and five or get to uh, a bowl game, move in the right direction, right, away from the 3-9, and nine, away from the subpar, you know, sub-500 seasons and, you know, making the whole Scott Frost experiment worth it, you know, getting into the right direction, but the Rose Bowl, the, you know, the Big Ten West champs, Casey Thompson winning the Heisman, that's all a little bit too much for me, I, I, and I, I love it. I mean, if you're a fanatic, if you're a fan, um, you want to get hyped about it, sure, but I think you're setting yourself up for a a lot of disappointment. I mean, you should be, I mean, if you're setting yourself up for that, then what are you going to think if they go eight and four, you're going to be disappointed. Are you going to be like the rest of Husker nation who is realistic from the beginning and think that's a huge jump.
0: Yeah. I I think, uh, I think saying, defending that take by saying, all we have to do is do something we've never done is incredibly, (laughs) uh, incredibly optimistic. It's, it is overly optimistic, as you said, to lead off the show. Um, I think the I think the the next step should be to make a bowl game, and then the step after that, even before winning the West, is, you know, let's beat Wisconsin and Iowa consistently, and then let's say the goal is to win the West, and you're probably going to get the West win the West goal if you can figure out how to beat Wisconsin and Iowa. Consistently, and then after that, once you've won the West and you keep winning the West, then you can ask for the Rose Bowl or or even a Big Ten championship game. But we're a little ways out of of making the Rose Bowl, and. And doing something we've never done before, and that's win the Western Division in the Big Ten.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's again, it's not insurmountable. I don't think the Big Ten West is, is a monster. Obviously, we saw this past year. Um, it's you know, it's not overly talented. It's just such a grind, right? I mean, it, it eventually, like, because you're, you're like pairing them, right? Beat Wisconsin and Iowa. Well, do one or the other. I mean, at least finally cross one of those uh, check marks off your list because, I mean, it's, it's been so long since you've been able to beat them. Um, one, either one. And so, I mean, I think that's part of the disappointment, too, in the Frost era uh, and, and certainly, you know, extending to the Riley era is that it, it's just you're looking for some sort of accomplishment. You go back to um, – to, to beating Michigan State in his first year. I mean, you, you try to rank the best wins. Like, like all the accomplishments come in the measure of how close you were to beating other teams this past year. That's about as good as it got, and that was the worst record, 3-9 uh, th- and nine overall, and I think that was a pretty good team. When you argue, I, I think it's funny because, you know, the arguments about being a, a really bad, like, a sto- historically good 3-9 and nine team as far as, like, you know, the metrics are out there, you know, at a positive, plus, minus, or whatever, um, and it's only happened, I mean, you go over the... You throw out a certain te- the, the the people that have done this have done their research and they have like four teams in the in the history that you can kind of compare um, to this Nebraska team um, and it's just it's it it's it's crazy because I also think about about too the exposure of this team and how much that helped because sometimes you know if you have a three and team, that just sounds like you're not going to get the eyes of college football upon you but they did they had they had Fox Big Noon. Twice. Uh, they you know, you had a primetime game on ESPN again. They had the eyes of the nation upon them in, in TV network deals, whether it was preseason or like choosing that week was like, hey, you want a good team, a good game. Nebraska will give you a good game. They won't win but you'll get a good game and we should get some good viewers. Well, you got somebody like Joel Klatt
0: doing a whole like minute and a half little spiel on what he thinks is going to happen for the rest of the season in Nebraska following the Michigan state game. I think he does in his post game, he he predicted a a win over a win in one of our final couple games against a ranked opponent. And he ended up being wrong, but uh, I, I mean, Nebraska was good enough to be spoken about, even though they were three and nine. And normally a three and nine team does not get any, any respect. And I think, Clad even went on, he was talking about Iowa mainly, but he, he went on talking about them on Cullen Cowherd's show, which is one of the biggest daytime sports talk shows on TV, and he, he gave a Nebraska mention for about a minute and talked about how how Iowa's going to need, need to beat Nebraska and that was going to be a tough out. So they, they got respect and they got talked about, but it still ended in a 3-9 and nine season.
1: It did, but I still—it's hard to wrap my head around the fact that they did get a lot of a lot of attention um, for what they were able to do. And again, I go back to when you when you look at these um, this upcoming draft and and you wonder about the um you know kind of where Nebraska slates and 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 I think it, it, it is partially some of this preseason talk. Um, it's not that crazy if R.J. Young just watched Michigan State and Ohio State and Michigan games. That's not that crazy for him to say. You know what? I think that Nebraska team could take the West next year. Right, I mean, so I mean that's the sort of thing. But I, I think even in the draft, like the the t- Nebraska played that tough schedule, we know, and it and it and it was it got national attention. The eyes of the nation were on it a lot of, a lot of times. Um, so I think in the draft, that's going to work out well for Austin Allen or whoever it is. Um, you know, when you when you look through his tape and it's going up against Michigan helmets and Michigan State helmets and Ohio State helmets, you go, oh, I remember that. I was watching that game. It was significant that weekend. Um, so I mean, I I think that it it it's very weird. Um, I'd never thought I'd see Nebraska go three and nine, let alone be able to bring back a three and nine coach. Um, but the further away I get from it, I go, man, that was a good three and nine team.
0: You're letting you're letting age <laughs> a- do do too too many wonders for for that schedule it was three and nine and three and nine is you need to go back and watch the purdue game that's what you need to do right you need use a little dose of dose of reality a little anti-kool-aid <laughs> there just go watch the purdue game no,
1: i just want to watch the michigan game and the ohio state game yeah have your Oklahoma heart have game. your heart
0: ripped out again but like there there were a couple of games where nebraska was trailing the entire time I'm thinking about illinois they really struggled out of, in the second half against illinois and Really that was the first game of the season. We
1: we almost let that one go.
0: Oh, it's Illinois Bach with a first year head coach, and let's let's remind three everybody. Time let's Big remind everybody that if you don't game plan for the right right defensive front, you're you're That's apparently right. toast for the rest of the game. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can go watch the Purdue game. You can watch the Wisconsin game. They're, those those are three games in division where Nebraska really struggled the entire game and trailed for lengthy parts and kind of kind of did some stuff at the end of the game to make it look better than it was. And then we talk about the Iowa game. Completely dominated in the second half. If, if you just go watch the first half, I can buy the Rose Bowl talk cuz that looked like a really good team. Watch the <laughs> second half, you're like, how are they even competing? How why is this game so close? Iowa controlled the game from from start to finish. And those are four teams all in your division that you just got absolutely dominated by for a significant portion of a game. I it, those are the kinds of things you need to remember from the season. Not, not you know, the close loss to Michigan or the the punt return touchdown that cost us the game against Michigan State. You need to, like, if you want to win the West, you got to learn how to not get dominated for half the game against these four teams in your division.
1: Yeah, I mean Nebraska clearly also played down to their competition, and like you said, a lot of that's in the West. I like how you br- you bring up the West and you bring it down at the same time. At times, Purdue did do- did do well against. That's a nine one team. That's a good team, right? I'm not bringing down the West. I'm just saying if you want
0: to win the West, the you need a you need to beat teams in the West. Okay, Northwestern. We-, we dominated Northwestern, but we've struggled with them in the past as well. Those are historically close games for Nebraska in the Big Ten, and so. Can we really say, oh, we're just going to roll Northwestern next year? Or are we, are we expecting them to be back or, or kind of improve from this season? I would
1: – Fitzgerald's a good coach. I'd expect them to be improved. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah, I'm excited. That's why I want. I like Trev Alberts um, kind of coming out publicly. This I think it was still this month. Maybe it was earlier this month. And saying that he wanted this to, you know, long-term, kind of be the most physical team in the Midwest. That's that's the blueprint in the Big Ten West. Like I said, it might not be overly impressive, um, you know, on, on the perimeter at, t- at times, right? You know, I have the best skill athletes all the time. Um, but it's physical. It's aggressive. Um, whether you're playing Illinois or Minnesota, you know, Northwestern typically. Purdue's kind of the outlier. I mean, they're still physical. And they had Obviously had a heck of a defense. George Karloftis might have been the best defensive end in the Big Ten, and I know that Aiden Hutchinson's in the Big Ten, but George Carloftis really affected that Nebraska game uh, in particular. Um, and But, I mean, it's going to be... It, do, you, do you think that Nebraska... Because you're kind of getting mixed signals there, too. Like, okay, that's what they want to be. Is that what they want to be long-term? And that's a building, you know, kind of get your building blocks to going there? I think that's partially... I mean, you can't just go from the worst offensive line in the Power Five to we're the most physical team in the Midwest, probably overnight. I don't think a little sprinkle of some right family uh, flavoring will do that immediately. You hope to improve significantly, um, but you kind of hear that from the athletic director. So you hope that that's the the, the vision long-term. And then you kind of, I I don't know if you'll listen to Casey Thompson's interview with Husker online, but he was pretty excited about the fact that Whipple likes to air the ball out uh, upwards of 55, 60 times a game. At, at pit, not a game in one game, but you know throwing the ball thirty five times a game, and it doesn't mean you you can't be physical at, with the you know with the with the passing offense. Um, it just sounds like to me, I don't know if if the if everybody's aligned in what the, the goal is, right?
0: Well, I, I think we've se- we've seen a shifting of the identity each year under Frost. First year we we come in, Big Ten's going to have to adjust to us. We're going to bring speed. We're going to bring that Oregon quick offense looked like it might get be, be getting going in the right direction after that first year. So second year, same thing kind of learning that second year, maybe that's not going to work. And we, we kind of need to develop and get a consistent running game. Really struggled to do that. Meld the, the, the strong running game and the, the spread offense in the third year, that, that, that COVID year, fourth year, it's like, okay, we're going to kind of try and do this triple option spread thing. And that didn't work. Now we bring in Mark Whipple and it's it's almost like we're going air raid. It's so I, we we're it's hard because we're not recruiting. We haven't been recruiting for an air raid type offense. So we haven't re- been recruiting to that identity. And now we're kind of shifting in the, in the fifth year to get a different thing going. And we're, we're, we're still acknowledging the fact that you have to run in the big 10, but we're going to the air raid. We're going to a guy who called an offense that scored less rushing touchdowns in Nebraska did this year. So it's, it's, Tough for me to drink the Kool Aid when you can go look at all these things and say we know how we know how teams are successful in the Big Ten, especially the Big Ten West, and then Nebraska is almost always trying to do the opposite of that.
1: Yeah, and that's what I I think. Like my plan has always been, and before Frost popped up, the plan was kind of what Trev Alberts was saying: play like a Big Ten team, look like a Big Ten West team. You know, the, the grinded out the Nebraska that Nebraska fans, I think, would, en- would enjoy. It might not be as flashy football. It's the physical, um, you know, run game, pound the rock, and, and ha- have a tough defense type of identity that a lot of these Big Ten West teams have. And then out-recruit them, because Nebraska historically can out-recruit them, or has, it j- It hasn't, you know, at least in the rankings, right? But they should be able to get kind of the better uh, skill position players, and maybe that's fading, you know, and it- maybe it's just taking too much time to get there. Um, but I think that that's um, hopefully the direction they go if, if this whole thing doesn't work out. Um, but, you know, I, again, I don't... It's hard because you, you want all these different things, right? And then there's there's only so much you can do when you hire an offensive coordinator. He's not going to chuck off all the boxes that you want. Um, if, if he is, then you're just looking for Nick Saban, right? I mean, because you have so many things that you want. Um, but the, the lack of Big Ten experience does worry me a little bit for Mark Whipple because that's pretty much what killed this staff to begin with in the first run. Now you're on your third offensive coordinator in five years, um, so there's a little little bit of doubt there, but overall, I mean, but that's just that. Uh, you kind of trade that for, okay, had one of the best offensive coordinator years in the nation last year, led his team um, to an ACC championship. Kenny Pickett's going to be drafted very high. Jordan Addison, uh, Blitnikov Award winner, so, I mean, So you had you have a lot of things there that you do like, but some of it that that doesn't quite get get checked off there uh, of what you wanted going into that search. But uh, it's it's very interesting. A lot of this, um, obviously, we're going to continue to talk about it all year. Um, the off season is a, is a long off season. We and at least here. Uh, on the ticket water cooler, we filled the water cooler with Kooligans, but also with Kool-Aid. We, we sprinkled some Kool-Aid in there, uh, and we, we like to drink from it. But, of course, Big Sky kind of holds me back a little bit on it. But I, I just thought it was kind of crazy that over the weekend um, you had a little bit more Kool-Aid than even I was was willing to drink. So well,
0: I have, I have one week to get you off this. And then, I, then I'm basically unleashing you on LinkedIn without uh, without anyone stopping you. Maybe That's right. maybe Nick can get in your ear, but I have one week to end this before it gets completely out of control.
1: That's right, because you're only here for the remainder of the week, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, congratulations, because you're uh, heading off to. Uh, should we say it?
0: I mean I'm going to a newspaper in Waterloo, Iowa. There you
1: go. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations to Big Sky on his new job. Um don't he's going to Iowa, but it's not for Iowa Hawkeyes. It's for Northern Iowa more more so who you Well, you'll that's be the,
0: that's the that's where they are located is, right. is Cedar Rap or Cedar Falls. Yeah. Cedar Falls. <laughs> so I'll be covering the Panthers a little bit. Yeah.
1: But we're still gonna call you from time to time and, and bother you and make you come on the ticket water cooler.
0: Well, maybe I'll have to call in if I'm here in the cool, it is a little too thick.
1: <laughs> it's certainly possible, because I'm going to I'm gonna try to uh, to have some positivity. We don't need so much negativity all the time uh, here in in the offseason. I know it's three and nine. I know the, the the basketball team's not winning too much, but it's sports. We're supposed to have fun with all this stuff, right? Uh, speaking of fun, most of us had fun watching the playoffs uh, over the weekend. Big Sky, maybe not so much as a Packers fan, but we'll get caught up on the Packers. Matt Reynoldson he used to intern here actually at the ticket. He's gone on to work in Green Bay CBS 5. He's coming up next. We'll break down what went wrong for the Packers and what's next for them as Aaron Rodgers is headed to the offseason. Off-season Aaron Rodgers is always scary for Green Bay. That's what we're coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Coligans on 937 the Ticket.